0: welcome everybody if anyone's watching right now um this is going to be our political podcast it's very political it's going to be like in a talk show kind of format more than a podcast i guess but um we kind of decided to do this after the recent passing of a uh, michael brooks who uh, was a co-host of the majority report and a big part of you know the, I guess, not only the online left, but part of the international left and, and the media, and I don't know. I, with this passing, I feel like we owed it to start a podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. And he was key in, like, our like our uprising has left it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and on top of that, obviously, we're all quarantined and stuck in McDonald's land under the regime of <laughs> President Donald McCheese, so... Why not start a podcast?
2: Yeah,
0: um, man. Let me let me introduce myself in case anyone doesn't know me. My name is Jake and Stone. There's nothing at all special about me, so I have no qualifications to be hosting this. Line so let's Cook. It anyway. Yeah, Line Cook Doomer. Um I'm not really gonna I think labels for the most part are kinda of frivolous and they don't really serve a purpose. You're gonna you're gonna see what our ideologies are based on, you know. The policies we advocate for, et cetera. But if I had, if I had to choose something, I would, I would call myself a socialist or a, a democratic socialist, even. But uh, yeah, so Ian, do you want to, you
1: want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know me, um, Ian Brown grew up here in Oxnard, California, and uh, I can agree that labels are pretty useless and like it's super wishy washy. Plus, you're always evolving as a human. But my uh, philosophy is definitely post capitalist. I would consider myself a democratic socialist, a reformist, Marxist, um, if I had to pick a label. Um, Really, we're just here to give you leftist, post-capitalist political commentary with lots of comedy, good memes. Um, Definitely a lot of shitting on liberals and conservatives. Yeah, Um, That's really all I have to say. Michael, go ahead.
3: Hey guys, I'm Michael Reyes. Also born here in Oxnard, California, I'm one of the producers here on the show, and I take care of like the audio and the graphics you guys see up on the screen. Uh, I stand in between a lot of the topics that we might be talking about, so I think that'll be pretty interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, term in the show, yeah, right. Um, and so, uh, I'd like to. was actually much more left
0: than he gives himself credit for, though. I mean, I,
3: I'd like to say I'm like in between, but I. Right, I, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more left. Um, but other than that, I'd like to also introduce uh, my co-producer, Carlos.
4: And the man with no camera is me. Nope. <laughs> the silent man, the man
0: that moved behind the curtains, the true Wizard of Oz. So
1: Minus the I mean, pegging of course. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. what's wrong with we pegging kids? That, we keep that on the download. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do
1: you guys want to kick it off? off? Um, I'm going to start it off first with the most current event. That's usually how we're going to start these podcasts. So the first thing, the most relevant thing that's happening right now is the U.S. Navy seized Chinese ships on their way to Iran that was carrying medical supplies. And this is not only important because it shows how disgusting the United States is, but it's kind of uh, just like continuing... Like the same footing of the United States. We've been just, we've been sanctioning uh, Iran for years now. Not only that, but doing illegal sanctions on things like medicine, which right. is uh, which is against international law. It's a war crime. Super illegal, but we continue to do it because who's going to stop us? You know? Um, not only that, our history with Iran goes farther than that. We're just like a couple, uh, a couple months ago-ish. In January, yeah. Yeah, January, we killed one of their top generals who not too long ago before that was our ally in fighting isis he was one of the leaders of um their foreign policy in iran and we just decided to nuke him for no reason <laughs> which is pretty insane to me that we can just kill top generals for no reason right. yeah yeah pretty ridiculous it's, it's i mean if
0: all is our our foreign policy in Iran since like, you know, the 50s, though, when we assassinated their democratically elected president. So it's, I mean, it's yeah. nothing new for
1: sure, but yeah. Nothing new for the United awful. States. Um, I get
0: to, in further current news, we, we weren't going to cover this originally, but I mean, we can't not cover it. But this huge explosion that happened in Lebanon and Peru, right. they're, they're saying it was um, ammonium nitrate or something like that.
3: Yeah, about like 2,700. Tons of ammonium nitrate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's tons. Sure of that's going... like that's yeah, the different tons right? Yeah. And that translates oh. to like
1: 200 U.S. tons if we're using right. right. So which is I'll like a hundred times
0: the Oklahoma City bombing or something ridiculous. A
1: fuck ton of explosives.
0: Like we'll we'll yeah. play the video and then we'll bring up another element of this that maybe isn't being talked about.
1: <laughs> it doesn't look less surreal, like no matter how many times you see it. No, it's it's com- insane, no matter I'm what. Do one more time. Jesus Christ! But I mean, no. what do you even think in that moment? Yeah. It's just like accepting death, kind of. Yeah,
0: but for for a different or alternative angle. Um, obviously, it's tragic. I mean, they're saying it's killed you know, minimum hundreds of people now.
3: There, that was just one of many angles, uh, or like perspectives of the actual like explosion. Um, right, yeah, there's some that look they're, yeah, they're in some ways it, crazier. Yeah. A lot, and a lot those like other ones where like they were like super super close to the explosion. Uh, obviously, a lot of them didn't really make it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, but uh, tragic.
0: one of the real real tragedies and to kind of bring it back into, you know, U.S. foreign policy. I mean, Lebanon has been getting hammered with sanctions for, you know, quite a long time, too. And now I saw a figure that some, like, you know, 300,000-plus people are now going to be in some way homeless or have, you know, homelessness problems because of this in Peru, right. yeah. which is crazy, because 300,000 people homeless in a global pandemic and a recession, plus we're, we have the nerve to, you know, put sanctions on them.
1: Which further strangles their economy. Right,
3: right. It's, yeah, disgusting. Screws them over. Yeah. Especially now with this explosion. Now they're in a state of emergency now. It's the whole port that blew up there. Yeah, it's it's horrible.
1: And so to even get supplies in, it's got to be through the air, dropping it off at another port and then driving it up to... But we've seen these,
0: we've seen these feigns from, from different US, like, you know, establishment politicians. Oh, it's so sad, but like, Meanwhile, we're doing these sanctions on them, while well, there's hundreds of thousands of people homeless because of this. So, you watch who's speaking because it, it it might be crocodile tears in this case. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to the, to the next?
1: One? Yeah. So we're just going to our first actual topic, which we wanted to start to show off. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about something which is kind of crazy that I learned about recently. It's called the uh, the Constitution Free Zone, or the. Um, Yeah, the Constitution Free Zone, it's a 100-mile border inland um, from basically just anywhere that borders the U.S., whether it be land or sea. And in this Constitution Free Zone, your Fourth Amendment right is basically just ripped from you um, because you can potentially be an illegal immigrant. Right, just no no due process. Absolutely no due process. And uh, as you can see on the screen here, and for those who are listening, um, nearly... two-thirds of the population of the entire United States lives within this 100-mile zone. So yeah. two-thirds of our population, millions and millions of people, can just get stopped, arrested for no reason because they look weird. Because, <laughs> right. some, because some fucking prick was like, oh, he might be uh, an immigrant, let's fuck with him today.
0: Right, or even if they're not. You know, even if they don't have that assumption, they can do anything
1: because... Yeah, exactly. They've
0: they've stripped your amendment, more or
1: less. You have... They have all the power and you have nothing. And to think of... To think so many Americans, I, like, are just fucked. And if you go back up to the picture really quick, uh, you can see, like, Hawaii. Hawaii is all red. Almost all of Florida is all red. Yeah. These people... We also
0: assume, like, our territories, like Hawaii or, like, Puerto Rico are just solid red because they're just yeah
1: no red. yeah i mean we don't even consider them states but
0: yeah and yeah we we're we were talking this before the show but like personal experience in hawaii like it's just they've turned it into a giant military base
1: and they they don't
0: they they don't care at all for you know how they overstretch their boundaries on people's land that have lived there for you know, thousands of years who's
1: gonna stop them
0: <laughs> yeah well uh me. Right, and it's what already it small as it
3: is, and like adding this border to it is just, or adding more red, it just isn't. It just takes up like almost like the majority of it. It's pretty ridiculous. Well, yeah, well,
0: yeah, it's awful. Hawaii, yeah, yeah, but but tied into this this constitution free zone, the the people that are take taking advantage of this are generally these federal groups like DHS, ICE, Bortac, and so we have another. Um, we have
1: another article related to that, also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that um, that just. Yeah, unless you can... want to fish anything off there. No, yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can take it straight to this. Okay. So, uh, I'll go ahead and start it off. Um, half of the people killed by police have some sort of disability. Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's almost it almost leaves you speechless in a way to think the lack of the lack of training. And this—the absolute brutal militarization of our police. How it's not even an investigative body anymore. It's more just this secret Gestapo of just kitted-up dudes with fucking ARs coming and just, just like right. taking taking people's lives that don't need don't need Just a, like, like dom-
0: domestic death squads. Exactly. Basically, what they are. And it's. It's, and, it's, it is our foreign policy come back to haunt us. Oh, 100%. It's what we've done to people abroad, and it's now just, yeah, sadly, oh, yeah. it's, and it's, look by this report, it's people that are the most vulnerable in our society
1: who who still take like so much degradation and, and like,
0: right fragile. in general. It, yeah.
1: In general, even today, with, uh, well, I mean, we're still ultra conservative globally, but like as far as we've come, to be more accepting in the United States, like, like still the amount of shit that we give people with disabilities is crazy. And like the lack right. of, uh, the lack of like education on like disabilities. It's right. And that shows up
0: because exactly. these people that are, you know, obviously lacking education, also known as the police. Yeah. Are going after people like that.
1: And then we also have this uh, article from the, uh, treatment advocacy that's center. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, pull that one it's, up. It's, yeah, it's Go ahead. Uh, give me one second.
0: Okay, so the headline here, people with untreated mental illness, are 16 times more likely to be killed by law enforcement. Better read from the article. People with untreated mental illness are 16 times more likely to be killed during a police encounter than other civilians approached or stopped by law enforcement, according to a new study released today by Treatment Advocacy Center number uh, numbering fewer than one in fifty U.S. adults, individuals with untreated severe mental illness are involved in at least one in four, and as many as half of all fatal police shootings. The study reports.
1: Because it of this ties prevalence, back into the one that we just did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This is just just furthering that same. Um, but yeah, because of this prevalence, um, reducing encounters between on-duty law enforcement and individuals with the most severe. Psychiatric diseases may represent the single most immediate and practical strategy for reducing fatal police shootings in the United States. Um, yeah. some, something we had brought up pre to this too, though, is um, Carlos had mentioned inherent to this problem is the, the people they choose to police, and that's why this this problem maybe their solution that they're advocating here doesn't exactly um, work.
1: Exactly when you when you really bri- when you bring this a like military force that is the police into these situations with people that right. have minor and or like very severe mental disabilities and you just you get like these people have no training they don't well, know I'm how to they saying
0: they that they they take they make them take an iq test right
4: oh well, yeah because yeah.
0: go ahead yeah to, to be a
4: cop you have to go through some kind of you know qualification. yeah some kind of test yeah yeah, and and then yeah. There was a it was a local court case. I can't remember where exactly, but the court had ruled that it was okay for the police department to basically screen out people who score too well. Right. Yeah, in I terms heard about of, that. You know, intelligence. Right. So
0: I mean, they're yeah, selecting people they okay. can control. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> if, if they're too smart they
0: might catch on, man. So I mean calling cops a dumbass is not or dumbasses is not hyperbole in any sense. They literally mandate you to be a dumbass. Yeah,
1: if you're too
4: smart, fuck out of here. You're dude. not a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, crazy. that because while well, they can keep up, you know, the facade of you know the police officer is the the role model citizen. I mean, right? You know, it's just like we said. You know, the best people can all be applying to be cops, but if none of them get hired, then
1: yeah, then so, that doesn't matter. And that also kind of just blows up that whole couple bad apples argument kind of thing like yeah oh like i don't know that's always been a weird argument to me because like regardless it's it's a systemic problem yeah video after video study after study article after article it's not just a couple bad people it's the entire system is rooted in just them abusing their power and kind of fucking normal people over just stepping right. on people. This time. Exactly, because they have this fucking stepping huge on lower ego trip, just... this this power, this power. They think trip. they're like uh, right. like uh above the law, quite literally. Above
3: the law, right?
1: I mean, most of the time it works out in their favor, so they yeah, are above the law. So, um, to further harp on
0: cops, let's pull up the uh, the Lamumba article.
1: Yeah, this is this is pretty crazy. This is kind so of we'll jumping international. Yeah,
0: international here.
1: So you um, can go I'll, ahead and read from this. Yeah, y- I'll read from this
0: right now. Um, Patrice Lumumba's daughter I'm demanding Belgium give back my father's remains 60 years after his murder Congolese Prime Minister Patrice Lumumba's body has never been recovered but some of his teeth were kept as trophies by Belgian police in an open letter his daughter demands that the Belgian state return them to his homeland. Patrice Lumumba was the first Prime Minister of the Congo now the not so democratic republic of the Congo which he, he led to the independence from Belgium, uh, colonial rule in June 1960. Which, let's not you know, underscore it, um, Belgium controlled in, uh, the Congo for hundreds of years. Brutally. And did one of the first known, or one of the first documented genocides. Um, killed millions of Congolese, different eth- eliminated different ethnic groups off the map.
1: Enslaved them, tortured them, yeah. maimed, maimed them, cut off hands right. to meet and quotas.
0: Patrice Lumumba played a huge part in you know, decolonizing them and removing them from that colonial power, which is insane for just... Obviously, it takes a whole nation, but for one guy to be that much...
1: To know, be that influential. Influence,
0: yeah. I'm reading back to the article. Um, uh, even as the Belgian state formally renounced direct political rule... It doggedly defended the dominance of European mining interests, which is nothing new, and it, tied, uh, it ties with other white minority ruled African states. Uh, even in its first weeks, Lumumba's left nationalist government faced a massive destabilization campaign, as a Belgian-backed secessionist movement launched an armed revolt in Katanga. Lumumba would be ultim- ultimately would be uh, assassinated by the secessionists on January seventeenth, nineteen sixty one. After an anti-communist, which it really is just a colonist military coup, uh, he, he had been turned over by the se- secessionists by Joseph Desiree Mobutu, a figure backed by both Belgium and the United States, who would ruled the Congo as a murderous military dictator to, all the way up to 97.
1: Which is just another factor of how far our imperialism reaches. Right, right. Even though we're not directly involved, we'll, we'll support the fascists that want to take down these socialists that want you that just want to exist but we don't even we give them no chance in in part due to like resource gain in part due to keeping that stigma that socialism never works communism never works right right? keeping capitalism as the the global leader in economic systems regardless of how effective it is which it isn't effective at all and it leaves many dying even here in the wealthiest nation ever
0: to, uh, to, to finish off the article, and to, to tie in the police part, obviously, um, at, at the time of Lumumba's murder, it was said that he had disappeared and his body was never recovered. Yet at least some of his remains do still exist, uh, uh, like the teeth that um, different police were keeping as trophies. Um, the Belgian Workers' Party newspaper, newspaper, Solidaire, explains in 2001, amid a parliamentary inquiry into the Belgian state's role in the assassination, Policeman Gerard Sote Soete, who cares uh, Chief Inspector in Secessionist Katanga, admitted to the press that after the killing he had cut Lumumba's corpse into pieces before dissolving it into sulfuric acid,
1: which just you know beyond it's beyond ca- brutal, man, like yeah. It's, but, it's yeah, almost hard to say things about. it You
0: pointed this out too. They, I mean, obviously they did it on purpose. They can't let him be any kind of martyr. If
1: you use his body as a martyr, it just further empowers the movement itself. Right. So you gotta, you can't. Which, from like an imperialist strategic point of view, it's very smart. Yeah. But it's it's fucking brutal and disgusting.
0: Because uh, they're not gonna switch to decolonization. They're gonna switch to that. Really, the what we are now, where it's it's still a form of colonization, but it's just. We allow these different, you know, groups, native groups within their country to control power, but really they're being, you know, influenced by multinational corporations.
1: Exactly. You bring these indigenous groups back to power, but they're being funded by multinational corporations that are, say this, say that. Right. But and the, and and the movements are repressed. Yeah. We'll give you all this money to do this and that, but you can't talk about this. You can't enact this.
0: Right.
1: And so. Uh, On the topic of uh, police being brutal, police being untrained and um, overall just not qualified to be any sort of investigative body at this point in time, we have this video from the Rational National. He's a uh, Canadian YouTuber, leftist, and um, he has this clip here about this man who was murdered with schizophrenia during a wellness check. And it's pretty insane. Let's go ahead and get right into it. We'll go ahead and shut up and watch this video.
2: Sounds like a very sick onion article. You're telling me a 62-year-old man, father of four, is going to get up, who can barely breathe to begin with, and run and attack you? In his own home where he locked and he felt safe in?
5: Police in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, shot and killed a 62-year-old man with schizophrenia who was alone in his apartment because they say, quote, he was a danger to himself. A danger to himself, so they killed him. <laughs> now, this was That's during, of course, a wellness check. Another one of the, the the many reasons why you need to defund the police and move many of these calls to other areas. Why are the police answering wellness checks when they're murdering the people that they're supposed to be uh, supposed to be there to help? It's completely insane. Now, the man killed, his name is uh Ijaz Ahmed Chowdhury. Let me first show you um a CBC report on this that gives you kind of the context of what went on.
6: Friends, family and community members have been rallying outside the scene here in Mississauga throughout the morning. We just heard from the family. They're calling for a public inquiry into the death of Ijaz Ahmed Chowdhury. They have a lot of questions. They say Chowdhury was harmless and he was not a threat and that this shouldn't have happened. Now the SIU released two statements today saying officers were called to the scene here on Morningstar Drive around 5 last night to check on the well-being of a man officers say chowdhury barricaded himself within his residence and that they had communication with him until around 8 pm when it stopped for 15 minutes police made the decision to enter saying they believed he had access to weapons and was a danger to himself the statement goes on to say that when police entered the unit officers used a taser on the man and fired plastic bullets and said when that had no effect an officer shot a firearm and chowdhury died on scene now, possible possible remember r- remember
1: what they said, up. by the way. They Taser, right. then plastic then bullets, then gun, then And gun.
6: also suffered from other medical conditions. Where does it make sense? Any normal person will say, no, it's not right.
2: It's completely wrong. My uncle was, a he was harmless. He could barely step for, he could barely take three, four steps. After his third or fourth step, he'd have to sit down because he couldn't breathe. You're telling me a 62-year-old man, father of four is gonna get up, who can barely breathe to begin with, and run and attack you? In his own home where he locked and he felt safe in? How does that make
6: sense? You're saying, oh, there was a scene between the officers and Ijaz, my mom. It makes no sense the family also said last night they were pleading with police to allow one of the family members to speak with Chowdhury they said that he doesn't speak English that his condition makes him very paranoid and that he's afraid of police the family said that they had also dealt with this kind of situation before they say he leaves behind a wife and four children the youngest just seven years old anyone with any information or witness video is being asked to contact the lead investigator of this case Talia Ricci CBC News can we pause really quick
1: All right. Um, What's very interesting there that ties back to what we were just talking about. Um, When you have police doing these wellness checks, when funding goes towards that instead of mental health professionals going and doing these wellness checks, you get cases like this where people have a literal fear of the police, people who fear these these kind of investigative bodies coming after them, arresting them, framing them for something they didn't do. And right so Oh, 100%. But you have them send, you, you send these people to go do the jobs when they shouldn't be in the first place, but you also have people that have like literal fears of the same people coming to check on them.
7: Right.
1: And as, as, he, as the reporter just said, they've had encounters like this before where it's escalated and gotten very tense. And, you know, like we were looking at the study Half of people killed by police for disabilities, right? You know, it, it it kind of like just what they were saying. It kind of only made sense at this time it was running out, and sadly he became He's part.
4: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Sadly, he became part of the statistic and the defunding the police and funding our mental health programs. I mean, this is in Canada, but still, I'm using us as an international sense. Um, funding our mental health programs and. uh, taking police away from these fucked up things or from allowing them to do these fucked up things, I should say is super important and needs to be one of our top priorities. I feel, and we can go ahead and get back into it. If nobody's else but
0: before we, before we get back, uh, Ian pointed this out, but remember the order they, they had said they, they had tased him, waited, shot him with plastic bullets, waited. And when that was not working, whatever, does that mean? Subduing him, You know, then they shot him. So they're gonna play the video of the incident and You you decide for yourself if that's actually what happened. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit
1: of a trigger
3: warning as well Yeah, yeah trigger warning also there
1: there will be death in this video.
5: There is actually uh, footage sadly of this So this was posted on Twitter by Ibrahim Hindi. He says here. This is insane. This happened in Malton today which is a, a an area in Mississauga The police were called because a man was suffering a mental health crisis. So what did the police do? They climbed a ladder, entered the apartment from the balcony, and opened opened fire on the man, shooting him multiple times. So let's watch this video. All right, now, based on
0: yeah, to me that looks like everything is in direct succession to the next thing.
1: And that's that's giving them even the credit that they use the taser and plastic bullets. It kind of seems like they just fucking blasted this guy, like almost immediately. Like it's it's you hear put the knife down after they kick open this guy's door. Nobody even knows if he had a knife. Right. And then yeah, you can't proceed. see him at, in exactly. this video at all. There's no body cameras, nothing. You have no idea what happened in that house. They kick open this dude's door after climbing a ladder onto his balcony. Yeah, and like just, fucking like SEAL Team 6. Exactly. Kick down Bin Laden or some shit. And then fucking yeah. blast this. Dude.
3: And you also you have to remember that right there. These cops know that he is schizophrenic and he's also right. afraid of cops. So why the would they on- and
6: they right
3: like you're just you're i don't know you're just adding the solution more to break to the flame in. like it's ridiculous Yeah, the,
0: the, we got to kill him before he kills himself See, we think right. he's a danger to himself so therefore we have to break road.
1: in and, and murder him because why would he why would we let him kill himself let's let the state do it right yeah and i mean the, yeah, the, like states, said, the state dude, sponsored the, terrorists i should say the, the family
0: literally told him told them like can we talk to him And they don't even want to seek a process of like mediation. They're just well, obviously the easy thing is to go and kill them, and no paperwork. Like (laughs) exactly.
1: (laughs) So, quick little itinerary. We're gonna take this to our border. We're gonna jump straight into international politics after we cover this quick New York Times article. So, if you want to go ahead and pull this up on screen, we can get started. It is a New York Times article and i think the relevancy of this is important during our pandemic because we have we have with people who are still working right now we have this title called essential worker and before the pandemic before anything farmers are our essential worker they stop they don't stop ever they keep going they'll travel everywhere and they they feed everybody they feed our ceos those people that for some reason we praise they feed our janitors. They feed our dishwashers. They feed, they feed the line cook doomers. You know, without them, we are nothing in a way. And yeah. so to give them this, this false title of essential worker when we don't even give them the title of a real worker. We don't give them citizenship. We don't right, pay them hey, right. Hey, right we we yeah. give them, we give them, we give them, we here. give them nothing but scraps. Right. And we have, yeah. And it's it's fucked up. So. We'll, we will take it right here at let me find it really quick right here so uh, as a lot of people who are still working right now know we were given these letters towards the beginning of the pandemic that uh, basically allow us to stay out past the curfew our essential worker letters and so i think it's very hypocritical that we would give um undocumented farm workers these letters that are basically like oh they can be out past curfew, etc etc because they're essential workers but also they can still be deported that letter is right. pretty much just a formality if the right we, to be exploited more exactly or less. <laughs> that, all that letter says is oh uh, they're working does isn't like but these people can still be deported they're still being exploited they're not getting any type of hazard play. They're getting no benefits. They're making, they're making sense. They're making sense. They're making a couple bucks. Like they're making nothing, and to try to survive. Yeah, exactly. And trying to survive in a pandemic, people who are people who have real jobs are barely making it I think like, No, I mean that is that is a real job. That's one of the most important jobs. What I mean, right. but um, real, it, real as in our real as in what we talk about when we're talking about like contemporary United States right. and work and whatnot so uh in the article, I believe it is towards the i can't oh towards the bottom here um it brings it here to Ventura county, and it talks about farm work labor with uh, like our strawberries and lemons and stuff and uh that I kind of just want to touch on quickly I think it's super important uh here in our locality like here in the county to um to push for uh, to push for not only like a path to citizenship, but to push for workers' rights and the right to unionize right. here in our here in our locality, and most importantly, we got to stand up. now
0: with this pandemic, exactly, we got
1: to stand up for our farm workers who who not only feed us but fuel fuel our local economy. They they right. they're members of our community. Exactly. Without without the the taxes they put in, without the the hard work they do to their kids go to school here exactly yeah they they do so much to fuel Oxnard's exporting of of our fruit and they they do so much for for us and um, to not even give them the decency to exist normally in our society with all the full benefits is pretty insane to me
3: you know, honestly they just deserve a lot more they deserve yeah, just- way more. Yeah, way way. More. Any dude, any any, I don't want to say
1: dude. That's very say, hard. Me, any person that's working in the farms right now is working way harder and will probably work harder than I ever will ever. Yeah, no those shit. dudes bust their ass day in day out, get up at absurd hours, work absurd hours for for scraps. Right.
0: They, yeah. They're they're not unskilled too. The the myth that they're unskilled workers too. I mean, if you ever see these videos of people out there? picking radishes or um strawberries or tomatoes like the speeds they do it at because they do it all by the cart carton exactly yeah it's insane
1: they you know they can do it all man and uh, their hours as
3: well dude
0: yeah their hours are crazy yeah and some of them will even like i had a uh someone i worked with that he was he would you know work here at red lobster and then he would go all the way to salinas and do stuff and you know, work in the field. So I'm sure there's people that work in our fields here and then they're like, hey, I need to, I need more money. So I'm going to go work at uh, this field. Yeah, let's, let's go up north, and go a down lot of south. Them
3: live, like, they don't live like very locally. They somehow, right. Some of them live and very they, far and they have to travel. You know, and because, because our housing, housing market is so just morning.
1: implosive. They, they're living in these small spaces with multiple right. people.
3: Right, and which they, in a pandemic
1: is crazy. If you're exactly. moving
0: around the mm, state, you're living exactly. in small areas, you're working all the time it, next to it's
1: other. It's a people. it's a it's a recipe for spreading, and yeah. we're, and we're giving them no support. No, no,
0: not
1: and all. so uh, I want to let's I want to move the conversation on, keep it going, stay on pace here. We're um, Jakin's going to take over. We're going to go, we're going to go more into Central America. We're going to yeah. Central and South. We're going to hop into talking about Ecuador. Go ahead and... Dive. Actually,
0: can we bring up the, the Ecuador uh, tweet first? This one will be quick. The, the Bolivia one's a little longer, obviously. Yeah. Where is it?
1: Um,
0: It should be the... It's in the sheets. It's right after the Farm Worker article.
1: Yeah, you should see Ecuador. It's going to be a really quick thing we, just, we bring up, and then we're going to hop into talking about Bolivia. And the absolute insanity that's happening there currently yeah and it's been happening for this is actually time.
0: good news here um go ahead and yeah that one thank you i'll go ahead and read it right now um breaking news this is a couple days ago um, breaking news following the Prague international letter condemning the collapse of democracy in ecuador uh the the electoral authorities have reversed their decision to refuse registration. Of Compromiso RC Five, the political party led by P.I. Council Member uh, Mashi Rafael, and that's big because they weren't going to allow this party to even register as a leftist working party, and now they actually have the ability. You know, in in this you know worldwide economic collapse, their their party is going to appeal to people in Ecuador.
1: And I mean, we, and not only appeal to people in Friday Ecuador, but you got to think and you got to think neighboring countries when they see this this strong uh focus on worker leftist party it's gonna it's gonna speak volumes to them and can even inspire other countries bolivia right exactly exactly let's let's, let's bring that one up so yeah let's go ahead the gray zone
0: article the headline here um a dispatch from bolivia shows the staggering human toll of the military coup which was the our U.S.-backed military coup, our yeah, our coup that took over Evo um, Morales and sent him into Mexico in exile, um, as as an incompetent U.S.-backed regime leads impoverished citizens to die amid a pandemic. In Cuba, meanwhile, you know, country we demonize all the time, the country's socialized system has saved its population from the worst of COVID-19. I'm going into the article. As Latin America becomes the new focal point for the devastating spread of COVID-19, the biggest one being Brazil and their joke of a president, uh, Cuba stands virtually alone in having saved its population from the dramatic health and societal collapse seen across most of the region. Uh, at the other extreme is Bolivia, where the coup regime it's now in place, is, is using the trauma of mass graves and corpses in the street, which... You know they had caused recently because of the coup, the the fruits of its own inaction, Uh, as an excuse to ban elections. They're going to delay their own incompetency uh, with COVID-19, has given them an excuse to ban this already. You know this coup that's already happened. Uh, A a close look at the divergent results of the two countries gives an insight into how two opposing ideological models have shaped. The situation that Cuba and Bolivia find themselves in today. Uh, The two countries have roughly the same population of about 11 million and were among the last in the region to see their first imported cases. COVID 19 arrived in Bolivia on March 10th. It hit Cuba the following day. The similarities end there. Uh, At the time this article is written, Cuba has yet to see a single medical professional or child die from the virus. Think about that. A single medical professional or child. That's a, and it's a fucking island. It's a,
1: it's a small island and looking at our that, numbers is just yeah. insane. Not only an island
0: country, but a country that we've had you know um, sanctions on for God knows how long.
1: And has also tried to coup multiple yeah,
0: times. Yeah, I mean, we almost started World War Three just because we wanted to coup them.
1: And look, and yeah. The, the bounce back of Leftist-led countries is just right. truly incredible, in my opinion. Uh,
0: back, back to it though. Um, meanwhile, Bolivia has 1,825 cases of COVID-19 just in the last 24 hours, adding to a staggering Jeez. national total of 68,281 infections. Uh, Cuba has suffered 87 deaths from the virus, while Bolivia has suffered a whopping 2,535 deaths. Um, we we can stop there for now, but Obviously, the article goes on to talk about. Um, I mean, obviously, the thing that's different here is socialized medicine. Um, the the recent government in Bolivia was moving towards something that was more socialist, and it was an indigenous, you know, democratically voted president, Evo Morales, and we overthrew him and put in a Christian fascist that, you know, is now killing the people, and price gouging the shit out of them and Cuba, who we demonize all the time, they have a socialist um, healthcare system and they're kicking, not only kicking everybody's ass, they're sending doctors to other countries to help yeah. them. And
1: in what's interesting countries. with Bolivia specifically, Cuba has had a presence in Bolivia for quite some time. Right. Giving them free healthcare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, international aid. Yeah, they, Cuba they is... the same thing in Brazil too.
1: Cuba is able... To not only handle their shit, but go to other countries and help with right. their, their shit, and, and they're and they're an island insane. nation <laughs> like, <laughs> that has yeah. been just absolutely f- fucked on by us, like the like the most the biggest military power in a long time. I mean, they're so much better that they they were originally there in Brazil, and their
0: their clown fascist president Jair Bolsonaro, no, but Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro, yeah, old old Bolsonaro, he, uh, <laughs> um, he got. Um, he, he removed them from the country. He was like, I don't want them. They're, I don't want these socialist doctors in my country. We don't need them. And then COVID 19 hits, and he's like, Can we please have those socialist doctors back? you hey, just coming, running back. <laughs> you just please come back. Because uh... one of the first, obviously, Italy was one of the first places, Italy and Spain were some of the first European countries to get bodied. And immediately, Cu- Cuba sent doctors there. Immediately. Like, they're like, I oh can't, shit! I I just, doing
1: anything uh, near that? Fucking kidding me? Yeah. The, mo- the most we send is <laughs> Red Cross military aid, like yeah, in, in which is really just
0: guys for a, a coup.
1: Yeah, in, literally in the form of a coup, but
0: right. But yeah, keep keep Bolivia in mind, Bolivia in mind, because they are still fighting to to have the indigenous, you know, the majority of the population, to get back into democratic power.
1: Which and they, they just, were, which they were working towards until yeah. U.S.-backed military coup, which put in power a Christian fascist. Which that coup,
0: you know, obviously the thing they were going after is they want that with that sweet lithium that fuels so anyone Tesla. That, anyone that stands, yeah, anyone that stands, Elon Musk can suck a fat dick because oh, yeah. Elon Musk is not only he's his, you know, dad was involved in apartheid, but look at this—he's, you know, his interests are overthrowing fucking democratically elected indigenous people so and jokes about it yeah he jokes about it on twitter so but that that's our that's our era so <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah just meme everything
0: but so, I mean, keeping with covid though let's let's move on
1: yeah let's happen to kind of uh it's, it's a it's a satirical it's funny uh yeah just chum being completely oblivious to the this is in severity Mars, of late march time. yeah a
0: video from late march We'll we'll watch the whole, uh, maybe not the whole thing, Through we might pause a
1: couple times, so. But yeah, to go ahead and let's, uh, yeah. let's get this started.
7: I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're gonna go through a very tough two weeks, but this is gonna be a very
8: painful- Only two, week two weeks, boys. <laughs> very, very painful two weeks. Dr. Baxter, should Americans be prepared for the likelihood that there will be 100,000 Americans who die from this virus? Trump's a beta. he's leaning in. Look at him. Yeah. The answer is yes. We need.
0: As,
7: as look at Alpha. Look at Alpha Fauci. He's standing completely straight. We should be prepared for it. A hundred to two hundred. Doctor Bilbo It's a lot of people, right? It's a lot of people. The question is, what would have happened if we did nothing? Because there was a group that said, "Let's just write it out." Let's write it out. Who's what what that happened? group? You. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Isn't that literally what we're 1. doing? Just right writing up to two Yeah, you're administration. Yeah. So that's 2.2 million people would have died. And we did nothing. We million. just carried on our
8: lives. This may be an uncomfortable question, but what would the models have looked like that Dr. Burks and Dr. Fowler chose if we had started the social distancing guidelines sooner, in February or January?
7: If there was no virus in the background, there was nothing to mitigate. If there was virus there that we didn't know about, then the answer and is millions like Doctor Evils. One million dollars.
3: <laughs> it always becomes almost a sign. They knew that this that virus was going to escalate. They just did nothing yeah. about
7: it. Yeah. Exactly.
8: exactly. They don't care. China, yeah. Italy, they're in their ivory towers to taking spiking sure. In a perfect world, it would have been
7: nice
4: to know what was going in on in china is,
8: is there any fairness to the criticism <laughs> that you part. may have lulled americans into a false sense of security yeah. when you were saying things like that yeah. <laughs> <go away,"
7: laughs> and that sort of thing but jim it's going away but when you were saying it's <laughs> going to go away hopefully at the end of the month and if not, <laughs> it hopefully will be soon after that i positive, I'm 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 be positive. positive.
0: <laughs> i don't want to... <laughs> the end of i the want world. to be positive what are you gonna we gotta Money be positive, positive. And, and believe me why are you such a debbie downer it's only two hundred thousand people
1: Really quick, uh, before we get back into this, I want to kind of uh, debunk something that was very popular at this time in the pandemic. It was uh, talking about how China is not only the main spreader globally, but specifically to the U.S. Uh, That was very quickly debunked, especially once it hit Europe. Europe took over China very early on in spread cases, specifically to the U.S., and europe was the main spreading yeah. through the u.s that's, population. What, that's how they think it
0: got to new york but
1: sure. uh but just think look thinking back to when that was the uh, not all you heard in media like media cycles from trump specifically was the china virus the right. kung flu the the evil <laughs> <laughs> the the, jokes. like the invisible enemy it's coming from china evil china the china plague I don't like yeah.
0: "come flu" though, because it makes the virus sound kind of tasty. So <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: One. Makes the virus sound kind of sick too. Can can we rewind
0: back to this question that he was just asked? Because I just I just want to hear him just the way he. meant it, We got to be positive. It's going to be over in a month. This, keep in mind, this is like four months. Ago.
1: He's like, if we have the good vibes, I mean, the virus can't tastes. touch us. It's all about the vibes.
0: Right, right. Remember the thing we should have capped out at. And it's definitely not over. So <laughs>
1: nowhere near. We're Yeah. Uh from what I've seen recently, projected if we keep on our common path, we're about a we're still about a year out. And that's yeah. if we get no, and, that's, and that's if we fine. get a vaccine by the new right. year. So at least until the end of twenty twenty one we're gonna be dealing with this. And it's probably be it's probably gonna become something like the common cold because you know there's a large population of the United States that are anti-vaxxers that right. I don't want this vaccine in my kids it's going to give them uh autism and what it's like maybe, maybe Jim Carrey has a point we're going to we're going to have to this is something regardless of when the vaccine comes out this is something we're going to have to deal with year in and year out almost as we do the flu people are going to continue to die from covid until all the anti-vaxxers are taken care of until they darwin themselves out of existence
0: Anti-vaxxers are like, I don't really like using condoms. I feel like they <laughs> they, <laughs> they not only prevent worse, they make them, you know, autistic. <laughs> they get damaged in the rubber. And then the future Siemens <laughs> yeah. are downgraded. Well, well, let's,
7: the, let's go
1: forward to say <laughs> No, no, no. It's okay. Let's, let's go. And the,
7: the friction. <laughs> I want to be positive. I don't want to be negative. Can naked. we rewind it, Carlos, back I'm to
0: the, the question he had,
7: the last question he had asked him? <laughs> so,
8: uh, about, about there, yeah. It would have been nice to
1: know what was his going hand on. Is, is there too. any
8: fairness to the criticism that you may have lulled Americans into a false sense of security mm. when you were saying things like going <laughs> to go away? Well, it is, and that sort of thing. But no, <laughs> when you were, when you were it's, going, it's
7: going, going to go away. Hopefully, at the end of the month, and if not, it hopefully will be soon after that. Disappear. I want to be positive. I don't want to be negative. I have to. I'm a positive person.
1: Hell Someone yeah. We said, well, I wish be
7: more negative. Iranian
1: generals, I killed hey, them. I'm a positive person.
7: Wonderful, Trump so I wish you would be more <laughs> negative. Well, this is really easy to be negative about, but I want to give people hope too. You know, I'm a cheerleader for the country. We're going through the worst things that the country's probably ever seen. Don't forget, at that time, people didn't know that much about it. Even the experts, we were talking about it. We didn't know, we didn't it know anything. We saw trouble, but that was it. I mean, Maybe I still know nothing, but we—we we 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 could anything. have killed right. it in China. But we it should have started killed started it, in China. it Started spreading here. It the invisible
1: enemy. Over. We should we have just barooted China. China. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. If we just bomb China,
3: Shit, <laughs> no, no, no more happened.
7: Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's honestly that's probably a John Bolton quote. Like he was probably in the yeah. war room. Like, listen, I think if we bomb China, it will. <laughs>
0: That's, that's what made him and Trump break up. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to write a book about you. Yeah.
1: I'm going to write this strongly worded letter because I'm a Karen. <laughs> I'm a snowflake conservative. I'm going to wax my
0: mustache and think of you in the morning, Trump, to get back <laughs> at you.
1: <laughs> and uh, let's, let's, let's move it on here. Keeping yeah. on topic with, uh, with COVID and uh, coronavirus, uh, a popular topic right now is mail-in voting. So uh we have one part to a, a two part uh video that we're gonna watch you, the Trump Axios. If you wanna bring that up, Carlos. Right. And uh a quick thing. Um it's popular rhetoric rhetoric among uh right wing circles right now is uh mail in ballots, uh people love to vote so much that they're gonna they're gonna go around uh vote like uh fraudulently voting and I'm a double vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I like <laughs> it's just, it's funny to me that in a country with about half fucking, half of our population votes, that people would be so fucking horny to go out to the polls right. and to to take dead relatives' credentials just so they can vote again, and it's right. it's, it's it's hilarious rhetoric to me, and I, uh, on, on my end It's I obviously
0: it. that right-wing bullshit where they pretend they care about voter suppression but yeah, and, the reality uh, is, they are they really, the biggest yeah. repressors of And then uh
1: really quick, I'm going to uh I'm gonna read from my own little article I have from Reuters. Um and it brings up that when uh, when the Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank, um
0: the one that created um Obamacare.
1: Exactly. They they created the ACA which was usually gonna be um who was gonna be Romney care. Romney care, Romney So yeah the Heritage Foundation (laughs) they did a study um back in where i believe it was it doesn't say the year here i'm sorry but um they went to oregon and they did a study to see or to assess the like the risk and issues of mail in voting and out of uh roughly 15 and a half million ballots cast they found 14 which which they called attempted mail fraud so 14 out of almost 15 and a half million
0: and that's a, I imagine even Heritage's the Heritage's Foundation is a broad term for attempted fraudulent voting.
1: Exactly, exactly.
3: He, he didn't put his
1: middle name. He didn't. They, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't signature in the right place. There was no initial. They didn't double stamp. Yeah. And so, uh, just looking at that, uh, and we're getting this from a conservative think tank. If they if they even come to the assumption, like the uh, the assumption right. and the answer that it's not an issue. Uh, this whole this whole narrative that we can't do mail-in voting come November time because the the dangers of fraudulent voting, especially when it's going to be such a tight race, is is it's truly foolish. But yeah, I yeah. just wanted to bring that up. We can go ahead and get into the Axios part where he talks about it, and we can do our little spiel. So go ahead and press play, and let's get into it.
7: Later, it started going up. That's a month later. Yeah. But Tulsa was a very good. Oklahoma was doing very well as a state. It was almost free. It spiked a month later, a month and a half, two months later, but it was a good area. We had a tremendous crowd. We had tremendous You're response. You <laughs> couldn't even, it was like an armed. Kick. It was one adjective. You, <laughs> you couldn't get anybody in. But I'm, I'm we had 12,000 people. It was incorrectly reported. The other thing we had that nobody wants to talk about. So Fox broadcast it. It was the highest rating <laughs> on Fox television. No, it was the highest rating, Mr. President, My speech. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're saying something. Yeah. That speech was the highest-rated speech in the history of Fox Television on Saturday night, and nobody says I think, that. I think you misunderstand me. I'm criticizing your ability to draw a crowd.
2: Are well, you kidding me? I've, I've covered you for five years. You draw massive I'm crowds. You get this. huge ratings. I'm asking.
7: Axios,
1: by the way, is super I'm conservative. She
7: canceled right. Yeah. A great crowd in New Hampshire, and I canceled it for the same reason. But here's the question. It, you know, I've covered you for a long time. I've, I've gone to your rallies. I've talked to your people. They love you. They listen to you. They listen to every word you say. They hang on your
2: every word. They don't listen to me or the media. It's true. Much. I do love They it. think we're fake news. They want to get their <laughs> advice from
7: you. Funny as you and didn't so, make so when they it. hear you say everything's under control, mm-hmm. don't worry about wearing masks. Trump's definitely what this guy's
3: ass <laughs> <the person laughs> Yeah, under it's the
7: giving, the giving them a false sense right of security. Now, I think it's under control. I'll tell you The camera. They are dying. That's true. And you have—it is what it is. But that doesn't mean we aren't doing everything.
3: He's we trying can. so hard to like it's defend hard. himself. Well, it is what it
0: is.
7: It. I'm being
0: positive. <laughs> Trump, Trump's like, I'm integrating Zen Buddhism into my philosophy. It is what it is. See, we're doing everything. We, are we say we're doing everything, but we're quite literally doing nothing. Everything's uh, a flat circle, including everyone dying from COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's it's it's. He's like I'm, um,
0: I'm I'm positive like I didn't
1: rape those girls on Epstein's plane. Be positive about look, this. What's the Lolita Express? I don't even know what that is. What is what is the Lolita Express? I've
0: had sexual relations with them. You know Bill Clinton, huge.
1: <laughs> God, I, mean,
7: I don't know how you cool. can't laugh you can at. Control, what comes this up nice. Yeah, he's hilarious.
1: Yeah. he's <laughs> hilarious uh, pause really quick again. I just want to bring this up the uh, the issue i have with the, uh liberals is they they can't they can't see past trump being a fucking dumbass they they just kind of just stop there and like trump tweets mean things therefore i hate him you can't follow him therefore you support him it's like understand that this guy's just such a fucking idiot and it's kind of uh, a joke on our on our part that he even got anywhere near political power, and you you have to you have to laugh like he. If you don't laugh, you go crazy. Like this guy's yeah. an idiot.
0: Well, and the, like you the people that don't laugh never criticize him on the right thing.
1: Exactly, they criticize him on like he tweeted his mean tweets. Yeah. his <laughs> mean tweets, and he's not like any other president. But they also like stand Nancy Pelosi, who ripped up right. his fucking speech, but then a couple of days later gave him a shit ton of money for his military budget. Yeah, past like it's, $700 billion it, it plus. Exactly budget. Is, they, they, don't, they don't like the aesthetic of Trump, but since they love establishment Democrats, they pretty much agree with Trump on most things. Uh, yeah. It's purely it's aesthetic with these people. And uh, I think it's really important getting into politics and then being established in politics is being able to separate yourself from the individual. And yeah. just look at...
0: Just go straight to the policy.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, the most important thing with anybody is policy. and Yeah,
0: and then you can consider the cult of personality. Exactly, exactly. Because Trump obviously has, like, no policy that he ab- runs through his brain. He,
1: <laughs> he's just- whatever comes to his desk, he's like, my man.
0: Yeah, it just fills
1: his void. He's the shell of the uh, GOP. Yeah, but- that's why he's their bitch for everything they've already done exactly. before. Exactly. And what you have to, and basically what you look at is just, like, him. Him himself, once you've separated him from the policy, that he's just this old-ass orange Cheeto dude that is a fucking idiot, knows, and like, food
0: his whole life. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. Everything really was only handed to he how, Exactly. He only knows how to yeah. say yeah. huge, tremendous, believe me. That's, like, his, like, yeah. you got to sit yeah. back and laugh That's sometimes, so man. And he's the, he's the first president to post memes. Exactly. Oh my, his yeah, his memes are fire.
0: Are fire, and he can't... He might be funny, but the last couple of interviews I've seen with Biden, Biden might take the crown soon. Oh, okay, yeah. Because just Biden. those. Come on, man. <laughs> Malarky, Jack. Eat, listen, eat corn. listen, Jack. Listen, gotta, Jack. You know my son Bo died from what did he die from?
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on, come my on. My husband, my wife, my sister. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Have you met Hunter, my son that smokes crack? You gotta look at these two <laughs> senile old men and kind of just laugh, or you, or yeah, you kind of you just sit there. You sit there bitter, and then you're bitter at the world, and then you give up. You're right yeah. back to square one about not caring about electoral politics, not caring about what's going on. But yeah, um, Can we go back to the to the video. I think we should stop this video and let's start talking about uh, state elections let's bring up that yeah. let's bring up that ed markey thing if you want to go ahead and uh talk about that and you want to take the control?
0: yeah Be- before you-, you play it well i'll do a little uh give you a little info on these two guys um ed markey is the one that you know wrote the bill for the green new deal he's 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 pretty good i would call him I said this earlier but he's like a giant light crystal pepsi bernie he even has the (laughs) mannerisms of
3: bernie sanders he
0: He has the voice
3: yeah Yeah. but
0: i mean he's definitely fucking not the worst by any means but in this debate he's the incumbent and he's running against him as congressman joe yeah joe kennedy of the kennedy family he's the uh the grand nephew of of jfk and
1: i don't know who gets bullied worse here dude I don't know if I don't know if Joe Kennedy gets bullied worse. Yeah. Or when fucking or when Big Kennedy got his fucking head blown. At,
0: at some point in the I mean we don't have it here, but that's and we don't really need to bring it up, but at some point in the video he does kinda clip on that. He's like, Oh, I'm like I Ed Markey supporters bully me online. Like I'm one of the most bullied politicians. And it's like Bro, your your granduncle literally got his face blown off in the motorcade.
1: And you're sitting like, here pissing your pants over fucking Marky Bros fucking on Twitter. Crystal
0: Pepsi, Bernie, yeah. <laughs> like, give me a break. But let's let's roll the clip and just watch him get shit on because he's and so just, robotic. It's and disgusting.
1: keep in keep in mind how on policy Marky stays while also coming across as a human being. He's right. not this fucking he's not this empty suit that it's just like we need to build coalitions and unity. Because that's what Kennedy's going to say. It's,
0: it's going to be platitudes that sound right, but none of it's—he's not going to say it. It's those—it's those—it's those
1: its those feel good things that make you feel like he's a good guy, when in reality he's going to go in and not change anything. And yeah. the people that voted for him are going to be like, "Oh, nothing's changed," even though I voted for this guy that said really nice and right. heartwarming things. But yeah. And let's, prior to this,
0: this point we have in the video, he his whole argument is, "Well, I'm the new fresh blood." of this democratic i'm the new you know i'm progressive i'm it's, young i'm progressive it's But he, like, he's been in congress or as a politician for like eight to ten years or something so I, and he's marky he will point out this is ridiculous
8: jobs that are going to give the opportunities to this current generation of young people to move out and to deploy that energy system that is gonna save the planet, and at the same time create those millions of new jobs for them to be able to work. Thank you, Mr. Mark and Mr. Kennedy.
2: One, we need to make sure that we have debt-free college in this country. Um, we need to make sure that college on signed onto a, uh, legislation to uh, ensure that uh, we wipe out student debt for 95% of all borrowers.
1: 95%. 95%, not all of you.
2: For folks that can afford it, that other taxpayers should be paying for my kids' education. But, Understand that uh, here's where I think what Senator Markey said is actually quite quite important. Our government at this point is putting the burden of an education on the backs of students for the for to get a middle class job for the first time in our history, and he's right about one thing: the deck is stacked more against students today than it ever has been before. So if that's yeah, no how can we possibly say that folks that have been in how office? How can office you say you're only going to cut 95% of
1: student, of student debt?
2: We have not addressed. Can we pause that really, really quick?
1: That, I, I have something to bring it. up. So, uh what he said there the ninety five thing it just ties into that whole Buddha judge aesthetic of right oh I'm for the poor people, so what we're gonna do is not eliminate student debt for all these rich people because why would we wipe out their debt too, but it's one
0: quarter his ninety five number as soon as he gets into office or has any power, maybe it's more like eighty five yeah
1: so it's, it's, it's getting more realistic not saying one hundred percent gives him the gives the him the, the, yeah. the the slack to be like oh, well, I wanted to do that, but now looking at our current economy and how feasible it is, we have to drop that down to 75%. And also, if you didn't go to the school, if you're not currently enrolled in school, you also don't apply. Like,
0: it's the same logic that's got us this you know, shitty half measures for healthcare. It's like, yeah, well, it's- we, we, we do, can't do that, so we'll do this. And it always gets, if, if you don't start with the biggest thing, it
1: always gets whittled down. Exactly, Incre- incrementalism when it comes to systems in our never works. in in our country that is that are so important, like our healthcare system and our education system. When you try this incrementalist format, it never works out because you have opposition from the conservatives, which are just like, "Oh, go fuck and your yourself!" Party and too. your own party, exactly. When you when you have these blue dog Republican Democrats basically saying, "Well, uh, I'm going to side the Republicans here, even though I'm going to sit here and say platitudes about how, oh, I support gay marriage, but." You know, I don't want the that gay married couple to go to school, have care. yeah, or have healthcare. It's like, yeah. oh, so you you just you want don't. them to be, yeah. you, you want them to live in shit like the rest of us, right? Yeah, they can eat, yeah. e- they can be equally exploited. Exactly. <laughs> we the Democrats, while equal ex, equal exploitation, and then Republicans, they just want <laughs> all they, they, and they, they, they just want, want, want they just want hell break loose. Exactly. Yeah. They just want to live in a white ethno state. Yeah, well, you where you can they, fuck dogs for free. <laughs> That's what they want, universal dogs. Yeah,
0: universal dog asshole. Alright,
1: we can get back into the clip.
2: ...putting on a younger generation to address these challenges, and obviously the cost of college and higher education is one of them, but if you talk to leaders of higher education, like the Chancellor, they'll also tell you, particularly for this generation in this moment, the need for access to mental behavioral health care, which has been one of my core, my area of core focus since I got to Congress, and it's he sounds so nervous. Uh, working with colleges and universities and just to try to actually scale up. very
1: calculated uh, in what he's uh, trying to say.
2: To, uh, maternal or excuse me, access to uh, in the worst way. For,
3: uh, All right, uh, I want to do a rapid see he, look right there.
1: He he wanted to say maternal care, but he's like, um, wait, I don't actually support maternal care. We, we, can we
0: can we now. pause it, Carlos? Can we go to the the ten minute mark that we had marked originally
4: for this video?
0: Yeah, that should have been the at nine uh 55 started there uh,
3: 955 on yeah the the, third, that way we can see
0: row. uh diet sanders i got it shit on him real quick go ahead and put the... it
2: and come down as a boot on the neck of communities of color those are not an accident they were deliberate they were intentional and they came in by choice and you might be known for some things in in your time in office senator Racial justice and criminal justice is not one of them. All right. Oh, let me just go, I have thought, to answer that. Thought.
8: I have to answer that. Look, um, Congressman Kennedy had a chance to sign on to Medicare for All when it was introduced. I stood with Bernie Sanders to fight for health care for everyone. Health care. <laughs> the way He stands <laughs> <decides. laughs> Two years to sign on to Medicare for All. That's not progressive leadership. Absolutely. Kennedy decided he was going to work for a right-wing Republican district attorney. That's not progressive leadership. Congressman Kennedy (laughs) decided that he was going to vote to send military weapons to the local police in our country. That's not progressive leadership. Congressman Kennedy had a chance when he gave the State of the Union response to Donald Trump to talk about climate change. Congressman Kennedy did not mention the word climate change in his response. Congressman Kennedy is a progressive in name only when he gets a chance to lead Nuked. on medicare for all on climate change on the militarization of the streets of this country he was not a progressive leader and when he had to make a decision as to who he was going to work for as a lawyer he decided to work as a lawyer for a right-wing republican that is not what's Kennedy's reaction leadership. here which our country needs desperately right now. Let me wrap up the criminal justice system, uh, Look at, just this just conversation. No
1: idea what to do, and then he just, and he just last gives the levers in, in his brain roll.
8: Put the smile on. Yeah.
7: Right now. Let me okay.
1: So besides that absolute shitting on face. and that that Bernie Sanders esque <laughs> diatribe that he went on, just absolutely tearing into him. What's important is he stayed on policy, and he called him out for his bullshit. Right. And. This is a common argument that, um, like how uh, Joe Kennedy brought it up, that nothing is like he didn't talk about like uh, racial justice policy. Is healthcare for all not racial justice? Right. Is the Green New Deal, which ensures a better future for everybody, not racial justice? Is right. fighting Fracking in
0: our communities exactly? It's fi- fighting to
1: make sure everybody gets a decent living wage, not racial justice, just because it doesn't have a racial stamp on it. Because it doesn't say this will for his kind of people, politics. For Joe Asian Kennedy, people.
0: it is, It isn't. That's how he thinks.
1: Exactly. He's
0: not. Like, des- I'm only there for the name to to do this thing. He's still this 90s
1: politician right. that focuses on the big fancy words that make people smile rather than what's actually gonna help the working class, material speak. Right. Materially speaking, and I think that's uh, an important thing to pick up not even just talking about the Democratic Party, but all politics, not only in the United States, but everywhere, just looking at their aesthetic versus what they openly support, what they talk about supporting, when they support it. Like Bernie Sanders was an advocate of Medicare for all for literally ever. And it was not popular until he ran in 2016 and brought it to the forefront of mainstream American politics. And now you have literally in every state Every exit poll from the primaries that went on, everybody supports Medicare for all. Everybody realizes the flaws in our current healthcare system, which is a rapacious, mafia like system that has this unnecessary middleman that fucks you in the ass and robs you. And most of the time, won't even pay you out when something goes down because of things like pre existing conditions. And it's right. not it's, a network doctor. Exactly. You're. The doctor that you want is out of network, so you can't go to him anymore. Oh, this medicine that is cheap and generic out of network, you gotta get yeah. the super expensive. Or
0: it's, it's eight hundred dollars, yeah.
1: Exactly, it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't believe she didn't walk out of this this debate and just commit suicide in a motorcade.
1: I would have I would have walked out right there if I was <laughs> if I was <laughs> cockass Joe Kennedy and Marky just absolutely sent me to space like that. Yeah, have to, I'd have to walk out. Have a little bit of fucking decency, man.
0: No shit. I mean, the only thing... I'm always going
1: to comment on ties. Marky definitely lost the tie battle here. Oh, yeah. Tie I game like the was color, good. but it's a little off. Tie game was weak. The drip was kind of lacking, but he stayed on policy. So he, he stayed gets... on policy,
0: exactly. so he won. Yeah.
1: So let's move it on here, still talking about state politics. Uh, I want to bring up the awesome wins for the uh, progressive left... In uh, Rashida Tlaib and Corey, I mean, uh, yeah, Corey Bush. I almost said Corey Booker. Um, yeah. Rashida Tlaib um, won a very important re election, just furthering the message that true leftists, or at least for, for her
0: primary, for Yeah, her primary yeah
1: for her primary. She didn't win the actual election, but the primary, it's important that progressives stay winning their primaries. Right. Um, it's important. That she won because it continues the fact that when you talk about the issues that the American people care about, when you talk to them from a perspective of empathy rather than pull yourself up by your bootstraps, when you tell them we want to guarantee you a decent shot at life, we want to make sure that if you get sick you're not going to die, we want to make sure you have a somewhere to sleep at night, we want to make sure that the job that you work pays you enough to where you don't have to work two or three jobs where your family doesn't starve uh and i think that speaks not only to places like california and all across but especially in impoverished states that have been completely ruined by fucked up trade deals like the rust belt and i think Wait. it's uh it's super important because she went in uh, michigan which yeah, is it's just been, motor it's city been
0: bodied yeah yeah
1: just been destroyed by trade deals uh bipartisan led of course because the only time we come together in american politics is to fuck over the working class but um she won in michigan she won by a huge margin uh like and it was I, funny to see people online. oh yeah people were trying to call it early I can't like, wait till she yeah, loses she almost almost Forty thousand votes more than her opponent, Brenda Jones. Yeah, it was like
0: thirty percent to like sixty percent
1: of the vote. Brenda Jones got thirty-six thousand votes. Rashida Sleep got seventy-one thousand votes. Absolutely, mocked her in this primary, and she's going good. to take on some fucking random, no-name conservative. So, um, she won last time. She's good, probably going to win again. Well, her type
0: of politics should. Oh yeah, her be, type of politics. Her, her type. The of challenge is those. Is the Democrats. Yeah,
1: that, and that's with. The, and that's with all leftists. Um, yeah really everyone out. we're going to talk about. Yeah. And then uh, next I want to get into Cory Bush which took out incumbent William Lake or William ten, Lake ten Clay. 10-term term incumbent. 10-term incumbent who also has empire like fucking empire like uh family ties in politics. Right,
0: we should bring up those uh those pictures if you have them for uh, okay.
1: Yeah, if he can find them, but really quick I want to keep talking about this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. a 10-term incumbent and Cory Bush uh for one of the first uh people to be signed on to the justice democrats which is a uh social I think she was the first yeah I, is she the first i, I, was, I think I was she is the clear. first and yeah she is um a long time in in progressive and left circles and so to see her finally win is incredible she took out an incumbent she's a true progressive she wants things like medicare for all she wants to fix our taxation system and take it away from being regressive to progressive, putting the money back in our hands, et cetera, et cetera. I can go on all day about this stuff. Well, even maybe. on the identity
0: politics side too, She's she, I think she's the first black congresswoman in her state.
1: Yes. And on top of that, being a, yeah. being a black woman, like that's awesome. Right. She, she's, she's doing historic feats in that aspect and also being a very, very progressive left politician in fucking right. Missouri. Right. So, uh, all shouts out to Rashida Tlaib. All shouts out to Corey Bush. And then um, I believe you're going to bring up Ilhan Omar, correct?
0: Yeah. Can we, do we have those pictures yeah, for Cory Bush to bring those up? Because this was something that's that's important for. Yeah, th- this one is, is funny too. Oh
1: yeah, this. Is just to
0: show story. the kind of backing that uh, Clay had, uh, Kamala you wanna Harris.
1: Ahead, you want to go ahead and take off our cameras so the people yeah, can so see. People but for it. those who are uh, just listening. Uh, uh, Senator Kamala Harris, you know, cop Mala, uh Tupac and Weed, Cilla who rest- might be VP
0: too. We, we don't be, know yeah, yet.
1: Who very, is a very likely she could be VP. The chick that arrested moms for their truant children. Kotmala Harris endorses Clay. Um, just during, to see like, him yeah, yeah. She <laughs> did, did this big endorsement, made a big deal out of it just for him to get fucking mopped by our queen progressive. Miss yeah. Corey Bush, who got uh, in 2016, or was it 2016? La- last last um, statewide election, she was getting just absolutely slammed by Fox News in the media circles because she had this clip where she uh, she froze up when she was asked a question about taxation and. She stuttered, and it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, she, she definitely yeah. fumbled the bag there, but. But they went after her. They went after her on yeah, everything, and it was like, I believe it was like two news cycles of just talking about that bullshit. And she's, you
0: know, a Black Lives Matter protester, first Justice Den obviously she's, she's not, hasn't done this her whole life, like some of these fucking dweeps. No, yeah,
1: she, she comes from, she comes from a working background, and to see right. her win this is huge for the regressive left everywhere, and especially the ones who are running. Can we pull like up eight. the
0: pictures of the the pamphlet, Carlos?
4: Yeah, here's the first one.
0: So I wanted to to bring this one in because it ties in with Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib too, because they're all trying to tie in the uh, this whole BDS thing. Um, another comment I saw on this pamphlet that they they the Lacy Clay uh, campaign had handed these out. Apparently, look how much darker she is. Yeah, like how like, they black gray her out, and because he. Yeah, and look at the light portrayal of him in
1: comparison. But yeah, they they give they give this great photo where he's in the light. He's on a white. He's on a white paper. Yeah, which is like has the essence of good. She's blacked out. She has,
0: you know, a Muslim next to her. Linda Sars- Sarsour next. And to
1: And keep in mind this is Missouri, so <laughs> right. Just think of think of all these red flags and signals that are being sent to backwards ass fucking Miss- Missourians, Missourians. Right, oh, yeah. and it goes the- on. And they the, they go ahead. They oh, go ahead. Go ahead. The the thing they're trying to pin her
0: for is uh, Corey Bush stands with boy uh, boycott, divestment, and sanctions of uh, Israel. Which, if you don't know what that is, is advocating for us to stop giving money, a different kinds of aid, military weapons to the state of Israel to commit you know act of genocide on the Palestinian people.
1: We you want. We want. Yeah. B- b- BS is. Um, stopping full U.S. support, which we give like a shit ton of money, I believe. Like, to well, in, in a way,
0: Israel only exists because of our aid.
1: Oh, exactly. And uh, basically, um, BDS is ending the apartheid-like system that is happening with Israel and Palestine, and the complete lack of uh, human rights, human rights that is given to the the Palestinian people, or like that is not given to the Palestinian people. Yeah. And uh, it's it's obviously smeared by uh, huge groups like AIPAC and uh, and any right wing meme that wants to say I stand with the with the state of Israel I can't be anti semitic Uh, uh, yeah and it's just uh, it's a common it's like a meme I use the term meme um uh, not here's the the
0: other uh, I think the front of the pamphlet how it opens up. So they're they're trying to nail. It's such a weird thing to try to nail her on though, this this anti-Israel agenda in the middle of you know Missouri.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like. But it makes more sense because moving on to let's move on to Ilhan Omar. Um, that's been you know what they've gone after her the whole time because she was really the first, one of the first people to speak out against um, the state of Israel, and they've slandered her nonstop oh. since that. And she has her primary coming up on the 11th of August. I believe. And her Democratic opponent is uh, Anton Melton Moe. I don't know how to say it. It looks kind of like French-Canadian or something. Um, but he has raised more money than Omar, $3.2 million. Uh, and 500000 of, of those dollars come from two pro-Israel super PACs. So you can already see them lining up to to make the same argument. Obviously, she's she's uh, anti-Semitic against Israelis. This is the guy we got to get in,
1: right? And, and another thing to point out is very important in that in that brochure or the pamphlet, um, on Lacey Clay's or uh, yeah, Lacey Clay's side, they very specifically point out his support for the legislation that came out to basically uh, allow businesses. Only on the basis of if somebody supports B, yes, to deny them contracts, etc. So uh, that's, I mean, that's just anti free speech, um, anti First Amendment 101, man. Like, if you, yeah. if one of your, like, if one of your hugest points on this pamphlet is, oh, I'm against free speech and I'm against the First Amendment. I don't want you to, I don't want you to support this movement. You can't boycott. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you boycott the state of it's Israel. The first word. You must, yeah. You must be anti-Semitic. You right. must. Why would you want to change anything in the world? Why not leave it how it is? It works for me. I don't know if it works for you, but me, right. Lacey Clay, it works perfectly fine.
0: And with these these Israel packs, like they're not, you know, skimping on any money too. Because something I had read on uh, um, on the the uh, Omar race, excuse me, um, they've already spent two times as much on on that race for ilhan omar's race than the the senate race for minnesota which is obviously a bigger more important but what that tells you is that what ilhan omar is saying and advocating for is effective and And is actually
1: to her community and they want the establishment wants to change that so bad they cannot they don't want to allow her to speak these these truths and really speak to uh not only the her constituents but people around the world and around the country, more specifically, is when you I've been like, informed.
0: People can't see the pamphlet, but that's okay. We we read it yeah. out.
1: we read we read out the important parts, the things that stood out to us. You can find it on Twitter. You can just yeah. find it on Google. Look up Lacy Clay pamphlet. You'll find it. Um, and the, the YouTube uh, video upload will be out tomorrow, so you can go ahead and skim through everything. See the articles we're talking about. Well, everything will be time stamped up. So next, we uh, wanted
3: to we'll wait. Uh, just want to let everybody know. I just let you guys know that we're going on about an hour and thirty minutes currently.
0: Okay, so we're, we're do one more break here after we jump into this Duane, uh Maxwell stuff. Uh, and we could go. We could go straight to break. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's uh, get your cues out, boys. Eyes up. We're gonna about to get. We're about to get pizza gate.
0: But it's pizza time.
1: Oh yeah, it's pizza time. So, do we want to jump into the... Let's do the Ghislaine uh,
0: Docs thing first. We
1: want to go to Ghislaine Docs, then we can bring up the uh, the Axios Trump thing where he brings it out, or where yeah. he talks about it. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and pull up the uh, the docs first. Jake can, can talk about that, then we can jump into the uh, Trump-Axios interview where he talks about it a little bit.
4: Which one is that?
1: The Epstein problem. Should be. Yeah, The the yeah.
0: Okay, I guess this one. So this one, okay. We we have two, and I'll mention the the other one that's not on screen, is uh they actually announced that there's going to be another delay of the the rest of the docs and deposition they have for the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell case. They're saying a, a delay of two months, which is ridiculous, but
1: it, it just gives them more like, time to spin their narrative,
0: right, and cover things up. And exactly. <laughs> who knows? But um to this one um. Obviously, we talked about DHS earlier being, you know, a death squad. But they're actually gathering intelligence on, uh, on activists and podcasters. There's a podcast we follow called True and Non-Pod. And they're just normal people that talk about Epstein and politics and what's going on in America.
1: Very extensively, keep in mind. If, if anybody's interested in uh pizza without being super red-pilled by all the uh, psychopaths online, yeah, check out True Non Podcast. They will yeah, teach you a have lot. They will, they incredible coverage, and they don't red pill you. <laughs>
0: but one of, one of their hosts, Brace um, Belden, they DHS has a whole as, as leaked in these um, pictures here. They, they have a whole like you know memo on him, claiming he's part of Antifa
1: and he's tied to some you know foreign. Radical. They're trying, yeah, they're, they're basically trying to spin it like he's this. He's like a Antifa, terrorist, Antifa super soldier, militant terrorist right. guy who's coming to poison the minds of everybody,
0: right? And it's ridiculous
1: because it's like they could really do this to anyone, and they're just going after exactly people. anybody can that doesn't anybody that breaks free from the fucking the mold. You can just label this fucking right. It's yeah. This. Can you click on mold. the
0: the third picture in that um, that one, Carlos. It's just funny because. They have to do like a whole serious memo on him. Meanwhile, this guy is like you know normal private citizen that makes jokes. His displayed name is Lenin Lover '69. His <laughs> username is, is his, his granddad. granddad.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Like he could like just, it's just
0: ridiculous.
1: Yeah, just a normal guy, run-of-the-mill memer runs a podcast where he talks about. uh Things that aren't in the mainstream and like look what look what our government's doing, man. We're cracking cracking down, writing full memos, pictures of him, information about his personal life. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. So want to run into the, uh, the Trump thing so we can Yeah, so next we're next we're we're going back to the uh Trump Axios interview. And he briefly touches on there should be a timestamp uh to bring up the Epstein stuff.
3: He briefly uh, talks. 25, about 25.
1: Yeah, briefly talks about the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, Trump's lack of not only self-awareness, but just lack of any sort of coherent uh, and All cognitive processes is just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as soon as this video is pulled up, we're going to start it. And just, uh, of just listen.
7: Right now, we have to live with it but we're challenging it in many courts You're and, going to litigate. you know, all over the country Mr. President the other day a reporter asked you about Ghislaine Maxwell you said quote I just wish her well frankly I've met her <laughs> numerous times over the years especially since I lived in Palm Beach but I wish her well whatever especially it is Especially when, when I, I was in Palm Beach as been a visitation sex of house sex trafficking Why would you wish such a well, person first of all, well I don't know that but I do know <laughs> that <it's laughs> <just> she's been arrested <laughs> Good good scene
3: there man. Trump
1: do you, I I don't know if she's actually uh leading a uh, pedophile sex ring. I I don't know. I don't have all the details. For
7: <laughs> that. Friend or boyfriend? Epstein was either killed or committed suicide in jail. She's now in jail. Uh-huh. Either
1: killed or Oh, Trump. Did you us well, more than based ass Trump. You, dude? Yeah. you can he definitely admitted tell it. He, he admitted it. He knows Leave game, some man. fucking breadcrumbs, dude.
3: Galaxy so, you know, He's just kind of, like, trying to play you with know Oh, so you're saying you hope she doesn't die
7: in jail. Is that what you mean by wish her well? Her boyfriend died in jail, and people are still trying to figure out... That the question, that was the, question, that that's the question. Was it suicide? Was he killed? And I do wish her well. I'm not looking for anything bad for her. You I'm see how he's not name-dropping, name either? Yeah. Her boyfriend!
3: Her, did her boyfriend. boyfriend. Who's her boyfriend?
7: He even mentions
1: his name several times. Go ahead, go ahead.
7: How did it happen? Was it suicide? Was he killed? And I do wish her well. I'm not looking for anything bad for her. I'm not looking bad for anybody. And they took that. And I mean, they she's made a child such, sex, sex trafficking big deal.
1: Big <laughs> deal that she's a child sex trafficking. Big deal. We have more important things going on like so my, my son time going time. to uh, online time. school while I make a bunch of other Americans suffer and go to regular school and potentially catch this deadly disease that we don't have a uh, treatment for. Oh, yeah, Who, big deal. Big I could deal. I can see Trump and Maxwell like
0: in a, a mock-up of that uh Wolf of Wall Street scene with a uh, fucking uh oh god, what am I losing his name? Matthew McConaughey Result. Oh. You gotta pump those numbers
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> but those are rookie numbers. <laughs> join me, join me, join me. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> yeah. is that all we have from the clip or... uh, uh I think it ends it around here. We can move on. If, if anything, he just says just, more yeah. shit. So we're towards the end. We're going to do a brief description of what Spoop is and um, kind of where it came from. And then we're going to do a little outro. Jaqen is going to uh, do a little something for us. And then we're going to play our outro. And we will uh, get out of your hair. Hope you guys in- are enjoying everything. So let's get into it. Um, Spoop. What is Spoop? And uh, where did it come from? Jacon, if you want to. Maybe touch on that and we can open it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, not exactly sure the origin of spook for sure, but like, kind of like the word meme, it's like a multi use term that means almost everything and almost nothing at the same time.
1: Which is also a good example of uh, our current political climate where uh, everything can be happening at once, but also nothing can be happening at the right. same time.
0: Which is personified by Trump. Who's exactly.
1: Just- and, uh, Nothing's true, but
0: everything's true. You don't think know it was,
1: what's real. It was very fitting for the podcast because uh politics is being ever changing. um It's good to talk about serious stuff, but also with a name like Spoop, it gives it that that comedy, that comedic relief that is so necessary uh, in a lot of subjects, but politics specifically. um And uh, like he touched on, Spoop is one of those words that means literally nothing, but also means every and anything that you want it to mean and uh like contextually can do so much for a conversation while also I mean, being you, a meme at the same time
3: you don't even right. have to just say spoop it can be spooping spooper, like, There's, spooper. yeah exactly speed speed
1: yeah it's just a play on
3: words just use it however you like honestly exactly um, right
1: and I hope one of the biggest takeaways from this, regardless of how long this lasts, is uh you need spoop in your life, man. You need yeah. a, you need the comedic relief. It it, it helps. This uh this yeah. world can get tough, it can get dark, and it can get uh pretty As cloudy.
0: Said,
1: I like to stay positive. I like to stay positive. <laughs> These good vibes, they're so necessary. <laughs> good,
7: Trump is just
1: this in a blunt Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Trump is really this in a blunt twitter. Just, but instead of blunt it's uh invading countries. Right. Yeah. <laughs> dropping, Venezuela. The,
7: yeah.
1: Vuvuzula.
0: Vuvuzula. Do you want should we do the uh the quote and then get on out of here?
1: Yeah, really quick. Um shout out Mayor McCheese, man. But yeah, oh yeah, shout, a, yeah, we
0: should we should harp on that for one second.
1: Um uh, Mayor McCheese to me, the reason we chose them as our logo, um probably to tie into the meme, but also um kind of shit on multinational corporations. And, it's it's uh, like just picturesque it, capitalism. Exactly, it encapsulates encapsulates capitalism at its finest, uh, preying on children and indoctrinating them early, right. um, trying eating. to turn
0: them into burger humans.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and felt, yeah. Also, just fucking hilarious, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah. look funny.
1: So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end it off. Jacob's gonna read a quote from a book. Go ahead and uh, talk about the book really quick, and let's get this get this quote and get out of here.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to do this often. Try to bring up a little quote or a little reading so that we have something to leave off with. Um, for today, I you know a week or two ago I was in Palm Springs and I got some time to read Wretch uh, of the Earth," which is uh, by France Fannon. He's a psychiatrist from France. And he was part of the revolutionary struggle of Algeria, and he learned a lot just from that, with concerning violence and militancy within decolonization and uh, within Africa. And he wrote this book right before he died. And he died, like, I want to say he was like 30 or 40. He was pretty young, and he had a lot to say. So I'm, I'm going to read this quote to you, and then we'll expound a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is therefore a diplomacy in motion in rage, which contrasts strangely with the petrified, motionless world of colonization. And when Mr. Khrushchev brandishes his shoe at the United Nations and hammers the table with it, no colonized individual, no representative of the undeveloped countries, less. For what Mr. Khrushchev is showing, what he is showing the colonized countries who are watching is that he the missile-wielding Mushik, is treating these wretched capitalists the way they deserve. Uh, Likewise, Castro, if if you've ever seen the, the, uh, the videos of Castro making speeches at the UN, he says, likewise, Castro attending the UN in military uniform does not scandalize the underdeveloping countries. What Castro is demonstrating is how aware he is of the continuing regime of violence from these colonizers. What is surprising is that he did not enter the U.N. with his machine gun. But perhaps they would not have allowed that. And I I chose this quote because we really do have to be be serious and militant about what we're doing. Just as uh, Castro was. We
1: have to be organized. Yeah, and no
0: matter what they say, if they try to paint you as something, you know, too radical or, you know, stepping out of line or... The point is, we have to be militant about these things because they're literally killing us.
1: It's life or death. Maybe not for you, but it's life or death for people right. in this country. Not and, and having not health care is life or death for people. And Fannin not, puts
0: that down here with Castro. Because Castro, literally, it's life or death what happens in, in those UN councils for him.
1: Exactly. So he
0: shows up in full military regalia. And he's like, we're we going to have a conversation about... You know, our country and your country. Let's have a conversation about our country and your country. let's let's be real.
1: Yeah, let's cut the bullshit. I'm not here to be your friend. Yeah. We are literally at war almost. Yeah. And as we've covered earlier, think what you want of Castro. Look how that's worked out for Cuba. Exactly. Cuba (laughs) is thriving. Cuba has made such gains in the medical field. They're there. Uh, their meadow, their medical field, I believe it's specifically their biotech field, is so advanced. They lead like globally with the with the uh, the gains in medical science, yeah. and I I think that's just like a, a, an testament to when when you're militant, when you're when you're certain of what you're doing, what path you're taking, you can accomplish a lot, and you can really turn a country around. And I think uh, a big part of that is lead, like leaning away from capitalism, getting into a uh, getting into a so, uh, like a, like a socialist system where people have the opportunity to make the decision on what's best for their country. No fucking no country that is let that is truly powered by the people is going to be like, oh yeah, uh, McDonald's Exxon Mobil, come destroy our country, right? Uh, pay a, pay a, pay our workers nothing and then reap the benefits of capitalism. No, they're going to yeah, say fuck. They're that. not going to do that. Exactly. No. Why would you vote against your interests like that? When you're given an actual opportunity to better your life in in, uh, in democratic elections, you usually better your life. Because why would you not? And that's and, what uh,
0: we're all about with our our brand of socialism, I guess. Exactly. It's all about giving normal people democratic power over their lives.
1: We're reformists, not revolutionists. And uh, I don't shit on revolutionaries. Um I just yeah, think, but once,
0: once again labels
1: is yeah, labels is stupid beyond the
0: point. Because there's there's definitely things in you know revolutionary thought that are important.
1: No, of course, of course. But uh, Does anyone have any, any
0: any final things they want to jump on? Or you guys to uh, sign off.
1: Uh, no, I think we should just go ahead and sign off. We've taken up the yeah. people's time.
3: But what I will say is what uh, I will
1: say is as our logo says, Workers unite, um, keep up to date with us in the podcast on our Twitter. At spook Podcast, keep up with our socials. I'm at six Ian six e i a e 6 eian the number six. Then we have uh, Jake, which is at Pineal DMT p i n e a l. Then we have uh, Michael Reyes. You're at his uh, underscore yeah. Reyes with two Y's. Yep. And then yep. we have uh, Carlos, our technician, the mastermind behind everything, making sure we run yeah. Smoothly. If we can all get a
4: not but, us but...
1: yeah. A round of we'll applause, everybody call call. at home. A clap For and shout. Everything please. he made all this possible. I don't um, think the
4: stream went down, so I'm happy. His yeah, Twitter so is
1: at Shang Production. S-H-A-N-G Production. Shang Production. Um, yeah, that's our socials. The podcast is at Spoop Podcast. Uh, the SoundCloud will be available shortly after this. We're going to go ahead and upload that. And then 24 hours after this ends is when Twitch gives us access to the VOD and we can upload it on YouTube without any sort of copyright strike. So anybody who didn't, miss, didn't get to catch the whole thing, either watch the VOD now or wait for a nice 1080p 60fps upload tomorrow thank you so much to everyone yeah thank you everybody that supports Mm -hmm. us all the follows that we got uh, literally overnight everybody throughout the day
0: we will be doing a show next Wednesday we want to do two days but we'll we'll have to figure that out but for now it's every every Wednesday same time should
3: be yeah
1: Wednesday at around at around 10 30 we're gonna start our shows they'll be live but our other we,
0: might, we might start doing Sunday shows, so we'll yeah. we'll, you, we'll keep everyone in the yeah. loop. Yeah,
1: make sure you follow us on the Twitter. Keep uh keep updated. And uh, thank you, everybody who watched, who joined, who just left, et cetera, et cetera. I hope you guys learned a lot and uh, learned a little bit about us and what we want. Uh, stop, what, 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 we, what we want to do for this country. So, yeah, everybody, have a good night. Thank you again. Uh, signing off, the Spoopcast, Spoop Podcast. Have a good night.